It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Hey, good afternoon. This is Lee Hubert, the uh, principal consultant at Voltage Leadership, sitting in for Jeff Smith today. Jeff and Beth and uh, the kids are on a very well-deserved vacation, so we're glad uh, he's enjoying that and having such a good uh, time with his family. So we're really glad uh, that you could join us here today. It is just a beautiful day here in Southern Virginia. It's about 73 degrees, low humidity. The sun is shining. Everybody is smiling. Um, This is Voltcast Illuminating Leadership uh, from Voltage Leadership. Um, And I wanted to make sure we give a shout out to the people from all around the world that join us. We do get people that join us from Pakistan, from India, from uh, China, from Saudi, from UAE, pretty much every state in the United States. And uh, we so uh, appreciate uh, you tuning in. Um, We're getting really great ratings, and it wouldn't be possible without you, so we really do want to thank you for that. Um, Once again, I'm your host, uh, Principal Consultant Lee Hubert, sitting in for Jeff Smith. Um, You can reach us during the show if you want to by dialing 866-472-5788, or you can reach me by email, that's Lee, Lee at Voltage Leadership. Our website is voltageleadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership, and you can connect with us on LinkedIn. Please look for Jeff Smith, Voltage Leadership Consulting, or Lee Hubert at Voltage Leadership Consulting. Or you can follow Jeff on Twitter at JMU Jeff, and you do know what the JMU stands for. That's the James Madison Dukes, although they are celebrating Dukes of a different uh sort these days. So once again, this is uh, Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. I am so happy to have my friend and colleague Gloria Witt join us today for a really engaging and important topic. We're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion. So I wanted to welcome Gloria to the show. Say hello, Gloria. Hello, everyone. And thank you so much, Lee, for the invitation to be on your show. Our pleasure. We're we're pleased to have you. And just a little bit about Gloria. I wanted to give you some details about her background. Gloria is the founder and CEO of Define Success Coaching and Facilitation Services. Um, She really is committed to developing executives and managers at all levels uh, to get them to produce measurable results. And that's a good thing. Um, She launched uh, Define Success Uh, uh, coaching and facilitation after a a 30-plus year career in the energy industry, uh, where she specialized in talent management, leadership development, and performance uh, management. So that's a good thing, and I know we have the energy um, industry in our background. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, So if you're interested in finding a really excellent trainer and facilitator, uh, please do reach out to Gloria. She partners with executives of all types and thought leaders to get at uh, custom solutions to help them 
uh, boost their performance uh, of their organizations. Gloria has a degree in communications with a minor in sociology and economics, Randolph-Macon College here in Virginia, and a master's in business administration from Capella University. So I'm really pleased to have my friend and colleague, uh, Gloria Witt, join us today. Thank you. Um, Like we said today, we're going to be talking about diversity and inclusion and big topic, you know, big topic. And, you know, depending on, you know, people's uh, point of view, what generation they're in, you know, how they're wired at the factory, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. And um, lest I forget, I I did want to give a shout out to uh, our CEO, Jeff Smith and uh, the co-authors of the book, Aha to All In. Um, I bought the new book. This is the book co-authored by Jeff Smith, the CEO at Voltage Leadership. I'm reading it. I'm about halfway through. It's really a good read. Um, It's called Aha to All In, and it's the life lessons from an unexpected entrepreneur. And it is the story of interactive achievement, how Jeff and Jonathan Hagmeyer and William Long and other folks involved uh, uh, got to their success story. And it really is an inspiring success story. So if uh, you're so inclined, and I hope that you are, please check out uh, the new book uh, co-authored by Jeff Smith, Aha to All In. Um, And the link to do that is on the Voltage Leadership website. So back to the topic at hand, we're talking about diversity. A couple of questions at the outset, and Gloria, as you know, our uh, program unfolds in a couple different segments. In the first segment of today's show, I'd like to have us set up some definitions in, you know, diversity. What does that mean? Um, How is it defined? Is it about race? Is it ethnicity? Is it gender? Is it orientation? Is it some type of religious affiliation? Does it have to do with the generation you're in? Uh, you know, physical challenges, your thinking style, your personality. What do you think of that? How would you define diversity? I would say diversity is all of the above. It's the full scope. Mm-hmm. I would too, and it, it, it's 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 ironic in a way. The subjectivity is subjective. It is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. My worldview is not necessarily the same as somebody else's worldview as mm-hmm. opposed to somebody else's worldview. Mm-hmm. And me being a boomer generation, you know, I come from a from that worldview. Mm-hmm. I am who I am, and, and that's all good. Um, I've learned over the years, and I've, I've attended different diversity uh, initiatives and have been uh, involved in bringing some on site where, you know, there's pluses and minuses of lessons learned along the way. So I would agree with you that it is uh, all of the above. And we're going to explore some of these questions about what does it mean for the workplace? What does it mean for leaders? Mm-hmm. And I've got some thoughts about that. And um, want us to be thinking about how we turn diversity into organizational strength. Because I'm not sure everybody thinks in those terms. Um, I also want to drill on just a little bit about uh, what are the uh, economic and demographic implications for business, right? How do you embrace it and make it, you know, inclusion a really powerful catalyst for uh, success in an organization. So you all want to have your pens and papers handy because we're going to be talking about some tips and tools and takeaway uh, for you all to to utilize today. Um, One of the things I wanted to kick off, Gloria, is I want to get your thoughts about how diversity might provoke thought in people, meaning that is it top of mind? Uh, what, What are your thoughts about how people approach it? From an organizational perspective, I would say um, 
well, I was recently reading some articles, and um, it was a study that was completed, I believe it was by Deloitte, that said that uh, when they measured um, interest in diversity and inclusion programs in an organization, only about 20% of companies that were um, interviewed was ready to actually uh, intentionally handle diversity and inclusion as a strategy. Interesting. I thought that was very interesting. We use that word intentional and intentionality a lot. I'll talk about that more in a minute. Mm-hmm. But keep going. Are there other thoughts, other thoughts that you have? And I think from an organizational perspective, it makes sense for organizations to focus on diversity and inclusion simply because, again, um, as recently, uh, McKinsey did a, a report and basically said that when you evaluate organizations that were engaged in diversity and inclusion, the results were 35% better than organizations who were not intentional about it. So it just makes business sense. And it's not just a check mark; it's actually uh, a strategy. It's a strategy uh, that's intentional to make it happen. Excellent. Well, let me let me add on to that because, like I say, we use that word intentional. So, if twenty percent are really being proactive and intentional about having, you know, a real diversity and inclusion program at the workplace, that means eighty percent does not. Exactly. Or, or a big chunk of it is, uh, you know, lip service. Um, over the years, I've attended various uh, diversity programs that were aimed at specific things, and I'm going to focus on the leaders chair. Okay. So, you folks listening now, you know, here's a time to listen up. When you sit in that leader chair, whoever you are, he, she wherever your uh, worldview is, in my uh, perspective, I think there's things that you abdicate. Mm -hmm. Now, in the workplace, everybody overlaps somewhere. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Smith, our CEO, and I have had this dialogue over 10 years ago. You know, we wrote a module called the Translators, Mm -hmm. and that meant translating the strategic intent of the organization to actionable items in, you know, making sure that you you were all productive and happy and making sure everybody was doing good things. Mm -hmm. Well, if not everybody looks at everything the same way, right? (laughs) That's true. So if I do that, there are certain things that people will bring with them that's native on their hard drive. They may or may not be aware of it, mm-hmm. but those are the things that I'm talking about abdicating. Mm-hmm. So first thing I'm going to point out, we abdicate noise. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at somebody in the leadership chair, I want with intentionality what's best for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure everybody does that. Um no, I I'll, I would agree because I think you have to deal with this unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. We all enter relationships from our own point of view, mm-hmm. and it takes that intentionality mm-hmm. to to think bigger mm-hmm. and to create an environment that's inclusive. So I guess I would want to baseline the difference between diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and I would steal from a diversity advocate, uh, Verne uh, Myers, uh, and she she uh, defined diversity and inclusion by saying diversity is being invited to the party Mm -hmm. and inclusion is being asked to dance. Excellent. So when we think about leaders and inclusiveness, Mm -hmm. it's not just a head count or a demographic study mm-hmm. of how diverse we are mm-hmm. with race, gender, ethnicity, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's about how engaged those same populations are represented in different program systems of the organization. Mm-hmm. That's intentional. 
I think that's just an excellent point. Um, we're going to be coming up on a break in about a little over two minutes. Mm-hmm. What I'd like us to be thinking about is the, that baseline and, and the variances that because I've been involved in situations over the years where, um, you know, sometimes it was about headcount. Uh, I worked at an energy company and people would come in for a, a, an audit and say, well, you, you should have X amount of this. And, you know, and I meant no disrespect, but, but I said, look, we're an energy company. We hire draftsmen and engineers and all this kind of thing. I don't know that I'm able to, to find that here. Mm-hmm. So we had a bona fide business, you know, need for that. But to your point, which I think is great, I want us to be thinking about this after the break. Let's make that connection between just what the rote thing is about diversity mm-hmm. and engaging diverse leaders because I, I that's to my point um, you know when you're in that leader chair no matter who you are um, you you abdicate some of that noise and we want to be intentional about growing leaders mm-hmm. from from every dimension mm-hmm. so uh, getting ready to come up on a break um, once again this is voltcast illuminating leadership I'm your uh, co-host actually Lee Hubert sitting in for our CEO Jeff Smith uh, who's on a well-deserved vacation in Stockholm, Sweden, wow. uh, with uh, with Beth and the four kids. So I'm sure they're enjoying that. So we'll be uh, thinking about diversity and inclusion, and we'll see you all right after the break. We'll see you in two. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. 
Hello and welcome back to VoltCast. This is Lee Hubert sitting in for CEO Jeff Smith. Um, and this is Illuminating Leadership. We are so pleased to have with us today Gloria Witt, who is the founder and CEO of Define Success Coaching and Facilitation Services. Um, and we've been having a really interesting discussion about diversity and inclusion. And just before the break, we were baselining how those are, are different. And Gloria, you mentioned uh, the author that you were citing. What was mm-hmm. that? What was her name again? Her name was Verne Myers is being coined as uh, giving us the phrase of diversity is being invited to the dance and inclusion is being asked to dance. It was uh, noted in a Harvest Business Review article from February 2017, diversity doesn't stick without inclusion. And uh, it gets back to this role of the leader mm-hmm. and how the leader has to uh intentionally put together the environment Mm -hmm. in which inclusion can manifest itself. Mm -hmm. And on a corporate level, Mm -hmm. the organizational structure, uh, particularly coming from the influences of HR policies and processes, Mm -hmm. have to be netted together Mm -hmm. in such a way that inclusion can flourish. Wow, you said a lot there. Let's let's drill on some of that Mm -hmm. because that's intriguing and this is where the rubber meets the road. I like it. Diversity Mm -hmm. doesn't stick without inclusion. Mm -hmm. Translation, lip service. Along for the ride. Or head count. You, you get the head count, it's a measure. Yes. But inclusion is the process. Well, let's talk about that. Let's get into some ideas and, and uh, tools that mm-hmm. our radio audience may be able to utilize to help instill that process for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And in my past, um, we were engaged in something called cultural competence. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a cliche, it really wasn't. Um, you know, again, we said at the outset, like in the module we wrote called Translators, everybody comes from some place. Mm-hmm. It's not the same place, and it's all different worldviews. Uh, all those variables go into determining how that person sees the, the world around them. So being culturally competent, to my point, sitting in that leader's chair, first of all, I think it is a competency. Are you culturally competent or are you culturally incompetent or mm-hmm. non-competent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you that firms like ours, leadership firms, right? We spend a fair amount of time behind the manager's closed door providing coaching and feedback to people that in developmental mode just for, for these reasons. People who don't grasp this, they engage in what we refer to as limiting behaviors. Mm-hmm. You are not going to advance. You're not going to achieve your potential if you don't get cultural competence. Mm-hmm. Uh, competency. So tell me your thoughts a little bit about uh, making diversity stick via the inclusion process. Mm-hmm. Well, I think when you describe the cultural competence piece, mm-hmm. what brings to my mind is uh, generational differences also. Mm-hmm. The, our matures and boomers view diversity as a measure. Mm-hmm. Compliance. Mm-hmm. We just got to do it because someone said we mm-hmm. have to do it. Mm-hmm. That sounds the, like boomers. The yeah. younger generation now view inclusion and diversity as a state of fact, and without it, they will leave the organization. So you end up with a retention issue. Mm-hmm. You end up with an engagement issue mm-hmm. uh, for people of color or differences. Mm-hmm. And uh, so from a business perspective, you would almost have to sell this concept of diversity and, in, and inclusion mm-hmm. as a business strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's worth your while to invest. Mm-hmm. So why does it matter? Uh, what can I do when I, I'm investing in Please. Uh, inclusion? Mm-hmm. 
when I'm, I'm designing teams for project work, mm-hmm. I intentionally take a look at the talents on that team. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for gender. I'm looking for ethnicity. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for the way people think. Some mm-hmm. are doers and some are analytic. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at generational differences. Mm-hmm. Do I have the full scope of four generations on that team mm-hmm. because data tells me mm-hmm. that if I am inclusive, then I'm going to get a better decision, more facts, more innovation and creativity, and probably performance. Now, let me get this right. You actually want companies to perform well uh, and to do all these wonderful things and have a good outcome. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. all order. But that's how you do inclusiveness. Absolutely. And and it's intentional, whether it's building your talent pipeline. It's not just knowing how many talents you have in your pipeline. Mm -hmm. It's about uh, how do you develop them? Are you putting them and growing them and stretching them? Do they have sponsors? Do they have opportunities and, and a clear line of sight to a career path? Because without that, you're dealing with retention issues again. Mm-hmm. So you're in this vicious cycle of mm-hmm. people uh, turnover in the population that you want to retain Let to me, create let's, diversity. Let's fill on that a little bit because that's fascinating. And, and we'll get to the, the business case and some of the advantages for workplace diversity and those kinds of things in just a bit. And. But I wanted to drill on just a little bit about you. T- you mentioned engagement. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I'm a boomer and I can relate to what you're saying. I understand there's people, you know, uh, you know I can share experience stories that would say, yeah, I, don't, I think these people are culturally tone deaf, okay? I just, that's just a statement of fact, okay? And I've also been in diversity trainings where sometimes it, it felt like it was open season on white males, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that, okay, it was an act. It, 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 wasn't, the, it wasn't the sticky part of making things uh, uh, in- inclusion, including white males, for that matter, mm-hmm. it, was, it wasn't wasn't didn't feel the it didn't feel it. So anyhow, I, what I wanted you to do was to think about how we uh, help companies engage uh, for the right reasons. Um, especially, it's interesting when you're talking about the non-boomers, the younger. Mm-hmm. What are some of the best practices or things that they do that help retain, that help fill the pipeline, that help include? Though when you say that they do, is that the leaders that leaders actually apply to retain the younger generation? All of the above. Or all of the above. Uh, what are some of the things that they do? I think it's it's a matter of really um, embracing the way each individual person on the team. Mm-hmm provided you have a diverse team, Mm -hmm. how they share information. Uh, Even in terms of personality styles, um, in that Harvard article, they were talking about this idea of being able to be your authentic self. Because sometimes if you are a person of color, Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to assimilate. Mm-hmm. And if I am assimilating, then I may not be bringing my whole self mm-hmm. to a particular situation or solution. Mm-hmm. So a, a leader's ability to mm-hmm. create an environment that mm-hmm. will allow each person to be their authentic self, mm-hmm. then you will get a better result. And studies have shown that. Excellent. Well, I, I, I love it. And. You know, we use a tool uh, at Voltage Leadership and other people use it. We use crucial conversations, mm-hmm. other other ways to uh, help people understand the breadth and the scope of their cultural competency because it is a competency. It is a competency. And, you know, as you know, with crucial conversations, one of the uh, components of that is to have the right conversation for the right reason, mm-hmm. meaning that if you didn't chicken out, 
And, you know, we want the, the right outcome, what's best for everybody concerned for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. What would that sound like? Mm-hmm. I, I, my mind goes back to a, a, a situation where we had a leader. The person was ethnically, uh, you know, from, a, from another country mm-hmm. and meant no harm in the way he was communicating with people. Mm-hmm. Actually, in his native culture, uh, he was showing signs of great respect. Now, some of the folks around him uh, didn't interpret it that way. Let's just say he was Spanish, ethnic mm-hmm. Spanish, um, and, and just viewed things differently. Mm-hmm. Some of these folks were from a big city mm-hmm. in northern Virginia, mm-hmm. which shall remain nameless, but its initials are D.C. <laughs> and, you know, you know it's a little little things like this. I mean, it was not disrespecting anybody, but people were looking for things. like It's like, really? It's mm-hmm. like... Okay, you got you're you're kind of wound up here. You know the guy did wasn't really doing that. In Southern Virginia, sometimes people around here will call you honey and sweetie, mm-hmm. and you know, and they mean it. I mean, there's there's no offense that's taken. They're not meaning to. You know, there's nothing derogatory whatsoever. But some people will uh, grab a hold of that. They're they're loaded for a bear, going, well, mm-hmm. "I'm not your honey." <laughs> I guess you're not right. So the point I'm making is this about crucial conversations. You know, when you get behind the door and and talk about people and their personalities, let's put it in context. Let's say you're giving guidance to an organization or an HR department or a manager or one of the teams you're coaching. What are some of the things that you say to them to help foster inclusivity? I think for me, the tool that I like to stress is this idea of just personality differences. because not and give people the breath to be who they are without judgment Mm -hmm. and just because a person does not say and communicate the way you communicate it doesn't mean they're wrong Mm -hmm. so you have to give them the liberty to really be who they are and uh, that to me is the foundations of teams because most teams begin to unravel Mm-hmm. because of this lack of appreciation of differences mm-hmm. in the way they communicate. Mm-hmm. Now, we won't even get into the race issue and how mm-hmm. potentially biases kind of pop up or mm-hmm. stereotypes that mm-hmm. we begin to overlay mm-hmm. on who a person is and who they're not. So you just got to be open and and and. And, and aware that everyone has is whole and resourceful, sure. and we're here for the mission. And remember, what up to my point, uh, you know, we, we want the, what's best for everybody. We, we want, want what's best for everybody. With intentionality, we want what's the best outcome for everybody. And you know, and and if you uh, own that, you know, how would you communicate? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it almost it, to my point, you it doesn't matter. When you're in the leader chair, you forfeit that stuff. You forfeit that. You have to give room to allow people to be who they are because mm-hmm. different cultures express themselves differently. Mm-hmm. I know in the African-American culture, you know, we tend to raise our voices when we get so excited. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been around colleagues that say, oh, Glory. I've seen you on the platform, Glory. Yeah, you, you, get, you get animated. I get, I get very animated, <laughs> but that's because I'm all in. That's because who you are. That's right. I'm all in. That's exactly right. So you just got to give people breath to be who they are and focus on the mission. Well, you said the words all in, and you know we're getting ready to come up on a break in another minute and a half or so, but I, I want us to be thinking about ways we can give people that liberty, and then we're gonna talk about some of the advantages of uh, workplace uh, diversity, how it profits the company, but 
Back to AHA for a second, All In, from AHA to All In, the, the book co-authored by our CEO, Jeff Smith. One of the things you discover in that journey of interactive achievement was they had the liberty to be who they are. They could have mistakes made. Now, do we want them to be walking around making mistakes? No. But the lesson from that, and this is one of the takeaways from today's sh- uh, sh- radio show, guys, is you know, give people the liberty and the freedom to be who they are. Let them learn and watch the cumulative effect. And that includes who they are wherever they're wherever they're from. Mm-hmm. So we're getting ready to come up on a break in just a little bit. What I'd like us to be thinking about is, you know, how you give people the liberty to do that, how we overlap uh, in the workplace. Uh, and then later on in the show, we'll talk about some of the advantages of uh, diversity in the workplace. So coming up on the break, uh, we're here with Lee Hubert and Gloria Witt. We'll see you in two. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix. A phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Hello and welcome back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. This is the Principal Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for our CEO Jeff Smith, who's out on uh, vacation with the family uh, this week, which is, I'm sure they're having an awesome time. And I mentioned earlier in the radio show, if you haven't had a chance, 
check out the book that was co-authored by our CEO, Jeff Smith. It's Aha to All In, uh, the story of the unexpected entrepreneur and the story of interactive achievement. It is a good read and it's inspirational. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you will enjoy it because uh, I am greatly. Very pleased again today to have Gloria Witt with us. Uh, Gloria is the founder and the CEO of Define Success, which is a coaching and facilitation service here in Virginia. And she works with uh, clients and organizations all over the place, helping them to be productive. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, ways uh, to make uh, inclusion real. Um, We're talking about cultural competency. We're talking about ways to engage. And one of the things, Gloria, I'd like you to be thinking about for a second, uh, I'm going to share a a, a little story that I, a lesson that I learned. And it's a good lesson. Um, I learned years ago that I don't necessarily have to, quote, love everybody that I do business with. We have to respect each other. I want good things with intentionality. I want to be helpful and I want to be, you know, uh, be, you know that's all good. Um, and I, I don't even have to agree with people. And I don't think people understand that sometimes. They get to this place where it's either you have to agree with me or you're somehow wrong or you're bad, and that's just not so. So the lesson I learned was this, and would like your thoughts on it when I'm done. Um, you know, I can I can understand. I don't necessarily have to agree, but can I understand? And that's a question. So this person was asking me, okay, you don't have to agree, but can you understand? Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, honestly, the answer was no. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while, and then a little, probably a little more maturity, so the boomer thing. And then the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. And it was a choice and absolutely with intentionality to understand. So that gets and the point I'm making is if you're in the leader chair and for you folks listening, I'm asking you the same question. You know, okay, you may, may or may not agree. Don't know. It's not prerequisite. But can you understand? Do you get to understanding? Um, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think your comments ring for me this idea of almost consensus building that's agreed to, uh, you know, have the conversation, uh, understand that person's reference point, mm-hmm. And from there, just a person's reality is their reality. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of accept that. But that still should not derail you from the larger mission mm-hmm. of getting the work done. Mm-hmm. So I think you almost have to elevate Uh, situations, particularly in a business environment, to focus on what are we here for. Mm -hmm. I like it. And really buy into this belief that together we are more Mm -hmm. and that diversity and inclusive practice matter and pays off from a business perspective. Interesting. Together we're more. I like that. I'm going to say that again. So together we're more. (laughs) Yeah, together we're more. So what I heard you saying is without, you know, without inclusion, diversity doesn't stick. That is correct. So I'm it's a, just a number. It's a measure. It's a it's a it's a cliche. Mm-hmm. We have a diversity program. We've got a diversity program. We got X number of people color. We got X number of women. But how are you using these resources? Mm-hmm. And that is the key. That's the difference between just diversity versus inclusion. How do you put those resources that diverse groups, those diverse groups, to work? on behalf of the organization. Excellent point. Particularly when it comes to uh, leadership pipeline, Mm -hmm. development opportunities, Mm -hmm. special project assignments, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff rests in the hands of a leader 
if they are intentional. So the folks in the leadership chair, uh, we're using that word intentionality again, this is a good thing. I'm going to share a a story about where people overlap at work. And it's interesting because we're kind of going in that direction just a little bit, and that's fine. Um, You know, then I want to point out some of the advantages, you know, some of the, the, the concrete takeaway advantages of uh, of having a, a inclusion, not just diversity. Mm-hmm. I was about to say diversity, mm-hmm. but inclusion. inclusion. So if, if you can, in, in your mind's eye, go here with me. You know, you're, I'm envisioning some circles on a, on a blackboard. There's one circle, a bigger circle, and a smaller one inside of it. The, the boundaries are on the inside. Then next to it, there's two circles that don't touch whatsoever. Their boundaries do not touch. And then in, there's a third set of circles where uh, there is an overlap section, kind of like one section of the Olympic rings. There's a section where they overlap. So I just want to talk about where we're, we're talking about giving people the liberty and the freedom to be who they are. So this is kind of where my mind goes to. When you look at boundaries, that's what these circles are. There's some folks whose boundaries are very close to the vest. They're reactive. Uh, they're wired a certain way. It's not that they're good or bad. It just is. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that when you're dealing with people, that's what they're—that's their default position. Mm-hmm. Now, coach whatever you know to, to content to be productive and how that fits in the, with the mission. That's all mm-hmm. good. Likewise, with the folks with their boundaries do not touch those two circles that do not touch may be more distant. I'm mm-hmm. comfortable with my more arm's length boundary out here. Again not bad just is so Mm -hmm. have to be meeting kind of people where they are in both instances and the point and the takeaway for the person in the leadership chair about inclusivity is at some point like the olympic rings those things overlap and guess what now you have olympians on the same team now independent these athletes uh, are going to function in a certain way but watch what happens when you join those olympic rings together Mm -hmm. Um, watch the world records that are going to get set watch the performance measures and metrics that get Mm -hmm. challenged so um, the point i'm making is you know make sure that you understand fully and culturally, in a culturally competent way, how your people overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts about how other thoughts about uh, giving people liberty to be themselves? Uh, I do think that you have to appreciate those differences because we each bring something special mm-hmm. to the team, mm-hmm. to the organization. But yet, the magic happens when those special skill sets can build on each other Mm -hmm. to produce something brand new. Mm -hmm. And that is at the core of inclusion. That really does sound like I'm going back to AHA and All In. Mm -hmm. It really is interactive achievement. I speak to some of these folks. Mm -hmm. They had freedom to be themselves. Mm -hmm. They had freedom to, quote, make mistakes. Mm -hmm. They had freedom to, you know, flap their wings professionally, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a lot of structures. And you know the structures I'm talking about where that's not the case. Mm -hmm. You know, you're flying under the radar screen. It's, you know, I'm not the early adopter. Um, I think organizations in the long term, to your point, Gloria, will pay a price for doing that definitely because it's 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 lip service it's a it's a Mm -hmm. long for the ride interesting you're talking about the mission of the organization too i want to cross over into a little bit of some of the practical reasons why inclusion off the basis of diversity is valuable and remember at the outset one of our questions uh was you know how do we make uh inclusion a powerful catalyst for success Mm -hmm. so what are some of the things that come to mind for you when you're counseling uh, clients about the to get them in a successful inclusion mode well I think it's it's it goes back to your business results do you want to uh, 
compete in the war for talent. Mm. Uh, young people are, are not that interested in showing up at a homogeneous work environment. Interesting. They expect diversity. Mm-hmm. They have grown up with diversity. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to uh, drive innovation, you're going to need a diverse population of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you care about your customer satisfaction, the world is a diverse world. And the more people that you populate with, uh, with diversity and inclusion, you can reach a broader customer base, ideally. Interesting. So it just makes business sense to embrace it, uh, harness it, and uh, practice it intentionally to retain your human capital at the end of the day. I'm going to add on to that thought because I was reading recently that by the year 2040 or 2042, there thereabouts, the demographic shifts in the uh, United States is going to change radically. Radically. And, you know, maybe you've got more thoughts to share on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, that, it just makes business sense. We say some people will think, well, that's a, that's a long for the ride. It's like, no, that's your market. It's real. It's I'm, changing, and we need to be prepared for people of all colors, et cetera. Well, in addition to that, to your point about recruiting and retention, there's the expectation, okay? Mm-hmm. The boomers are hitting the finish line in droves. The middle, <laughs> the, the, from what they can remember of it, it was lots of fun, right? But good, glad you guys had a good ride here. But the... Uh, uh, you know, the middle boomers are kind of hitting the finish line now, and you got like to the 1965, 66, those born in that time frame are, are about, you know, eight, nine, 10 years out. Uh, so your market is changing. So um, we've got a couple more minutes before the break. What I'd like us to think about is uh, some of the advantages of inclusion based off diversity. So okay. I'm going to offer a few and as we get ready to wrap up today's show after the break um, let's let's summarize some of the things we've talked about the advantages and the things that you would want people to take away from our dialogue today um, first thing I'll talk about is increased productivity um, because you're bringing different skill sets definitely um, you just said it you're bringing different market savvy mm-hmm. um, what used to be you know father knows best in 1955 duck and cover under your chair is gone, okay? It's gone. It's almost as if you're talking a different language to people now sometimes. <laughs> you're going to Im- Im- bring increased creativity because in in their worldview, it's not your worldview. It's different. Just by definition, you're, you're bringing mm-hmm. more creativity. Um, so what I'd like us to be thinking about as we get ready to come up on, on the break are – you know, some of those advantages, you mentioned attracting and retaining mm-hmm. talent, um, guidance you may be giving to your uh, clients as, as you counsel them, mm-hmm. and then how to build synergy on teams, uh, because communication is so important. Mm-hmm. What really matters is does some of these other things that are that are different, do they really matter? Or to my earlier point, you know, where you overlap is where excellence lives. That's where those mm-hmm. Olympic athletes, those Olympic champions are. Mm-hmm. Not in the non-touching, not in the getting lost inside somebody else, but the legitimate uh, mission-driven overlap. And I would like to talk about, uh, you know, what happens uh, to the customer base as uh, things uh, start to progress uh, demographically. So, again, you're listening to uh, Voltcast, Illuminating Leadership. Uh, this is Principal Consultant Lee Hubert sitting in for our CEO, Jeff Smith. Um, we've been having a great discussion about diversity and inclusion, <laughs> uh, and it's all good. So we'll see you uh, again in two minutes as we get ready uh, to wrap today's radio show.
stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Hello and welcome back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. This is your co-host, Lee Hubert, the principal consultant at Voltage Leadership, uh, sitting in for CEO Jeff Smith, who's on vacation with Beth and the kids this week, and I'm sure having a grand time. We are so pleased and privileged to have with us Gloria Witt today, my friend and colleague, who's the founder and CEO of Define Success Coaching and Facilitation here in Virginia. And we be have, we've been having a pretty interesting and robust discussion about diversity and inclusion. And Gloria, as we get ready to wrap up today's radio program I would like us to be thinking about the tips and tools the practical takeaways that people can apply what do we want people to remember uh, from our time together today one of the first things that pops out to me and is the the what you said at the outset only 20% of organizations are really actively engaged and are prepared to do this Mm -hmm. Um, another one is diversity without inclusion doesn't stick does not stick. Does not stick. Um, what, are, what are some of the other ones that you'd like to have people remember? I think 
to kind of demystify the whole concept, I want them to remember that just the simple premise of diversity is being invited to the party, mm-hmm. inclusion is being asked to dance. I love it's it. a simple concept, mm-hmm. and I think it just takes the mystery away. Mm-hmm. So just don't have diversity and demographic numbers in your organization. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're inviting them to the da- invite them to dance. Mm-hmm. Put them in programs. Mm-hmm. Make sure your leadership pipeline is representative mm-hmm. of a diverse a population. Mm-hmm. Ensure in your recruitment practices mm-hmm. that your slate has diverse candidates. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then don't even interview them mm-hmm. until you get a diverse set of candidates mm-hmm. for that particular position. You mentioned that point about re- recruiting and uh, retention as well, because mm-hmm. the demographics they have shifted. Well, what's what's the message that folks should be taking away from that? Uh, it's a global organization, and 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 the next what twenty years or so, mm-hmm. the, the demographics are are going to be shifting, and there's going to be a lot of different. Uh, uh, populations in the talent pool. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be uh, what we are now. It's going to be completely different. People of color, women, uh, et cetera, and, and leaders have to be open mm-hmm. to uh, getting comfortable with including all types of people, ethnicities, mm-hmm. races, et cetera. I think one of the things you're making me think about uh, today is the expectation of diversity and inclusion, especially in the younger demographics. Yes, yes. millennials expect it. It's, it's an expectation. And if you don't do this, they're going to look at you like, okay. I don't want to be here. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, why, why do I want to work there? Why do it, I want to be here? It is an expectation. What other thoughts, uh, tools, that you, things that you would want people to remember? I would say that leaders need to be intentional in their practices of inclusion mm-hmm. uh, when designing teams, when promoting people, when sponsoring certain people, mm-hmm. career paths for people of color mm-hmm. and women. And women, I haven't mentioned women. I don't know how I forgot that, but that's a special category, I think, that also need to be uplifted. Well, maybe that's another a subsequent program mm-hmm. we'll have you back or, you know, if mm-hmm. you, we'll, we'll drill on that because this is a big topic. And it's we, a we, big- we could go a lot of different directions as we were talking about at the break. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, for me, it's a business strategy. If you care about uh, uh, recruitment, if mm-hmm. you care about innovation, mm-hmm. if you care about business results, mm-hmm. financials, uh, diverse populations with inclusion get better results. Period. Is, Period. Is, is there any? Is there? You can't say it any any plainer than that. So there is a business case. And uh, sometimes I'm not so sure people uh, get that. You made a point earlier about having the the liberty or the freedom to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's a lot of workplace cultures that don't do that. Well, I would say the Gallup poll tells us consistently for the last, what, nine years or more mm-hmm. that employee engagement is at, what, 30%? Yes. So that's 70% yes. of the people feeling disconnected. Yes. I wonder how many of those 70% are in that issue uh, dealing mm-hmm. with diverse and yes. inclusion and just feeling like they can't be themselves. Yeah, Jeff and I had that discussion on a prior Voltcast. Uh, mm-hmm. If if you know six or seven out of people in your workforce are actively not engaged and some horrendously disengaged, just waiting for another opportunity to leave, you know, where's your cultural equity taking you? So it's it, it, meaning that there is none. You're, you're running on, on vapors. You know, I'll go back to the aha story for a second. If you give folks culturally uh, the liberty, the freedom to uh, to be who they are. I'm not saying they have to be perfect, but there just seems to be this 
I don't want to call it a pall, but it just goes with the territory. Now, some folks out in the radio audience are going, yeah, you're rolling your eyes. Yeah, what are you guys smoking there? You don't really live in the real world. No, we do. Lori and I both worked, worked in, the, in the energy business in a bunch of different places over the years. And, you know, there, there's some takeaways here for this. You know, consider the alternative program to – uh, for diversity and inclusion, and, and meaning that just don't invite people uh, to the dance, but give them an active uh, role to to, to play. Um, other thoughts you had that folks uh, want to take away from today? Well, my thought would be that, uh, again, looking at diversity uh, from the perspective is not just a measure but inclusion is your processes, how you actually make it. Put those resources to work because once you've made that decision to have a diverse population, and you should, then the next challenge for leaders and organization is how do I maximize all of my resources mm-hmm. and talents to get the bigger outcome? Mm-hmm. And I think uh, be intentional about it. So, some of the takeaways for the business case we've been talking about, it'll increase your market share. Um, you know, you'll attract and retain talent. Um, it just goes with the territory. You'll increase creativity and productivity if you're intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we're not just, you know, whistling into the air here. I mean, there's a business case for doing this. So uh, it's been a, just a great conversation. Um, I do want to give people uh, the ability to reach out to you if they wanted mm-hmm. to, to get in touch with you directly. So mm-hmm. how would I go about getting in touch with you if I wanted to, to, to reach out to you directly? Well, uh, you can email me at gloria.wit at define-success.com. That's gloria.wit at define-success.com. You can call me 434-942-4367 or you can check my website at www.define-success.com. I'd love to uh, interact with you. Excellent. And as you know, we were sharing at the break, I'm going to be speaking uh, for a client organization in Atlantic City next month in mm-hmm. a bunch of different places. And, you know, that's one of the passions that Gloria and I share. We're both excellent on the platform, if I say so myself. Well, thank you. And, and, and we do have fun doing it. And, you know, that's one of the things that people need to understand. If it's great information and great presenters, it comes up, it has a, a great end result. So if you're looking yes. for somebody who's passionate and uh, has great information, uh, you know, uh, give give Gloria a shout out. Um, just wanted to do some housekeeping here at the end. You've been listening to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Again, this is uh, Principal Consultant uh, Lee Hubert sitting in for CEO Jeff Smith. I'm so pleased that you have uh, joined us and are going to be taking away some of the lessons learned from today. You can reach us in uh, Virginia direct at Voltage Leadership by dialing area code 540 798 1963. That's 540-798-1963. You can email me, Lee, at VoltageLeadership.com or Jeff Smith at Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Once again, our website is www.VoltageLeadership.com and you can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership. You can connect with Jeff or Lee at LinkedIn at uh, Lee Hubert Voltage Leadership Consulting or Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. Uh, And you can follow uh, Jeff on Twitter at JMU Jeff. 
Uh, and again, you understand that that stands for the James Madison uh, Dukes. Uh, I do want to just mention that you know, Jeff's uh, daughter has been accepted at Duke University Engineering School, and we're all giggly about that. So we've got different kinds of Dukes uh, taking place here. So you've been listening to Voltage Illuminating Leadership. I hope you have a fantastic week. We're looking forward to seeing you again next week on Illuminating Leadership. We're going to be having some excellent dialogue. Hope to see you then. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you then. Bye now. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week. 